Welcome to OpenSAP Invites, your invitation to learn with us on the go. Welcome to the new OpenSAP Invite series, where we, your OpenSAP team, invite you to join us in talking to SAP experts and thought leaders. We'll encourage them to share real gems of knowledge with us and talk about what inspires them to keep learning. Together, we'll gain additional insights and bring you that little bit closer to our products, our portfolio, and maybe most importantly of all, the people behind them. We'll be publishing further information, links, and learning recommendations on the corresponding Open SAP Invites episode pages, so there's no need for you to take notes. Just sit back, relax, and listen along wherever you are. In episode zero, we'd like to introduce you to Open SAP, SAP's free learning platform. We'll be talking about the inspiration behind it, how it's evolved since 2013, and giving you an outlook of the exciting things to come. My name is Elizabeth Riemann, and I'm excited to be hosting today's introductory episode with our very first guest, the founder of OpenSAP, Clemens Link. Clemens has worked at SAP in Waldorf, Germany for over 20 years and has extensive experience with software and business development, product management, and digital media. He founded OpenSAP in 2013 and today, he's responsible for our strategy and course portfolio, learning analytics, and works in close collaboration with the Hasso Plattner Institute. Welcome, Clemens, and thank you so much for joining us today. How are you, Clemens? I'm fine. Hi, Lizzie. That's a new experience. Let's see how it will work. <laughs> it's really great that you're being our first guest on our new Open SAP Invites podcast series. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> you're very welcome. Clemens, as you know, we always like to have a lot of fun in the Open SAP studio right before the cameras start to roll. And so I think um, before we start talking today about your work with Open SAP, I'd like to start with a couple of icebreaker questions and take mm. you back to school by talking a little bit about your own education. Oh, well, long, long time ago. <laughs> ah. So, Clement, if I can ask you, what type of student were you? Have you always been as passionate about education and training <laughs> as you are in your career today? <laughs> no, definitely not. That's a nice question. Um, yes, let me think. What was type of student I was in school? I would say I was a bit shy. I was sitting normally in the last row. I was always listening to my teachers and I was interested. I was not so much exercising and learning at home. I did not ask so many questions, um, but I consumed, let's phrase it this way. So it's a bit different than today. Uh -huh. So always a good listener, though. Yeah, that's still the case. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if I might ask, what was your favorite subject at school? And is it still your favorite subject today? Oh, indeed it is. Um, this has not changed. Um, so my favorite subjects um, are all around numbers and figures. So whatever is <laughs> related to numbers and figures like math and physics and natural sciences and so on. Um, this is what I always liked and what I still like a lot. Um, everything with letters and words to the languages and all this. I was not so passionate about that. Um, but okay, you have to do everything. And so of course I did. But mm, more favorite is, is math and physics. Okay, excellent. And to be, can I ask a question also to you? Because I would be interested, what was your favorite subject? Oh, in my favorite subjects? Hmm. Well, at school, I always loved um, English. I loved to read lots mm. of books, really liked learning foreign languages. And that came really 
kind of pretty easily to me. Um, but having said that, I've always been fascinated by geography. And I guess that's where more mm. of my interests mm. lie today. I still really get excited about anything to do with plate tectonics, about volcanoes, earthquakes, mm. and anything on the subject, I'll read it. And um, yeah, it's just really, really fascinating. And I think though today, if I were to go back to uni, I'd love to study geography. That's what kind of wow. I'm really passionate about, I think. Interesting, but very complimentary to what I said. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clemens, if I can jump back on to the comment you made before about being really uh, a numbers person, can you oh. maybe share mm -hmm. your favorite open SAP statistics with us? Some big numbers, mm -hmm. some interesting numbers and facts. Well, of course, how much time do we have? <laughs> I could talk for <laughs> hours about that. Okay. Can I talk about, let's say, four numbers? I have four favorite numbers. Um, mm -hmm. Is it okay? Okay. Of course. The, the first number. <laughs> thank you. First number is the number four. The second is the 20,000. Then let's think about it. It's the 98 and the 95. Next question. Should we start with the four? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me give us a breakdown of your favorite four numbers. <laughs> of course. <I'm laughs> to put it in okay. context. <laughs> Yeah, of course. The number four, uh, it's a small number, um, but it's, um, there's something behind. Um, most people know that, that we have a lot of traffic on OpenSAP, um, and our platform where we are here with the podcast. And, um, we, we, we have there four million course enrollments and we have uh, roughly one million learners registered there. And if you divide both of them, um, you get the four. So this means that Everyone is registered on OpenSAP, so these one million learners um, is enrolled into four courses. From my perspective, um, this is great, yeah, much better than the two other numbers, um, because it shows a loyalty and it shows that people come back. Of course, it's an average. There are people with 30 courses and others with one, um, but I'm very proud that, that uh, we have this. Yeah. And maybe coming to the next, the 20,000, if you're still interested in my number Absolutely. crunching here. It, 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 <laughs> okay. It's fascinating. It's really good to, to understand okay. how your mind works. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. It explains something about me, of course. Oh. Yeah. The, the 20,000 um, is also um, very easy to calculate. Um, we have this um, 4 million course enrollments in total, and we have roughly 200 courses. So if you also divide these two numbers, then you get a 20,000. And it means that on average, in each and every course we published on OpenSAP, we have 20,000 course enrollments, sometimes 40, 50,000, and even more. Um, but an average of 20,000 um, enrollments, which indicating an interest in a topic, um, this is huge from my perspective. Absolutely. It's really fascinating. <laughs> I'm happy that you like it. Uh, the last two are um, much more simple. There is no mask behind. Um, it's um, it's satisfaction number. So the 98 um, is a percentage. And this is where I'm really proud of the 98 and the 95 because 98% of our learners and in between a quarter of a million of people gave this feedback to us over the last years. 98% um, of these learners say to us that they are, sat are satisfied or very satisfied with the learning experience at OpenSAP. And this is where we definitely could be proud of. And even further, the 95 is also a percentage. It means that 95% say not only, hey, I'm satisfied, they are also said, telling us um, that they think that the skills that they learned in the respective course um, are really valid for them and that they help them in their future work. So it shows an impact. So especially mm -hmm. these two numbers, the 98% and the 95%, this is really where I'm proud of and so far my two favorites. 
Absolutely, rightly so as well, I think. That's really interesting. I'm <laughs> glad I asked that question. <laughs> okay, okay, but... <laughs> Ask more questions about numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to that one. <laughs> but first of all, let's circle back to the Open SAP platform because what I've always yeah. really wanted to know, what mm. inspired you to establish Open SAP back in 2013? Oh, yes. Um, this was a great time these times. Um I attended a, a course on myself, a MOOC, a Massive Open Online course, so the format that we are delivering on OpenSAP. I attended a MOOC in 2012, uh, in, I would say, September. And it, um, Hasso Blattner himself, Professor Hasso Blattner, the, one of the founders of SAP, um, was teaching in-memory data management. And these times, I was really interested what is behind this in-memory data management. It was new to me, and it sounded like magic. And to be honest, I didn't believe into this. I thought, oh, this is too magical. Is there really something behind? And though I registered for this course, um, it was um, taught on, on OpenHPI, a sister platform of ours, um, and it was the very first course on this platform. So I enrolled into it. I had a time. It's been over six weeks. I had to find, well, let's say five hours per day. And I attended this. And I learned two things. The one, I learned a lot about the subject and I really, um, believe into the, into it. And I really understood why it works so well. But the second thing was even more important to me. I learned a new format. This course, this online course where thousands of people were learning together, where there were deadlines that motivated me and also on. So I, I really thought, boy, this is great. We have to do it at SAP. And then I ran around at SAP. I told everyone that I liked the course. Um, to be honest, people said, oh, you're a crazy guy. <laughs> and I think maybe I got some issues with colleagues. I, I really told it everyone. Um, but no one really listened to it. But over time, the next two, three months, um, things happened that people came back to me and said, oh, there was something we heard from others. It was nice. Do you think there is something in? And I really said, yes, why not? And then I took over the project, um, to do something, um, similar on, on, on SAP side. We named it Open SAP. We started beginning of January. 2013 and then in 20 uh, in may um, we delivered already our first course and it was a huge success so, well, again a long story but i hope it was interesting for you absolutely i was going to ask what you're most proud of but i think there are many aspects to be proud of when you think about <laughs> how open sap has been set up um what do you think makes open sap so special today yeah, it, it, um, on the one side, it's, it's the content, um, because, um, we as SAP, of course, can talk best about our products. So as long as the course is about, um, um, SAP products, um, we always have the experts, um, the experts are coming to us, coming to our team and tell us, Hey, there is something new. Um, I want to um, give it to the world via open SAP. So we have always the latest and greatest there, at least from my perspective. And we can show the expert. It's not someone who is talking about a topic that he or she heard. It's really the expert. Um, and this is still the case. Um, it, it really started with our very first course with Tom Young and, and Rich Heilman, I remember. And then it went on with another uh, bunch of, of really nice um, experts. So I think this is the, the, the specialty that um, it comes directly out of the mouth of the experts. 
Absolutely. I think that's uh, one of the great benefits of Open SAP. And I think it's really good in bringing all these different experts together. And I know from yep. my experience of being in the Open SAP studio and also speaking to other SAP colleagues, we always have so much fun. And it's always amazing <laughs> yeah. to feel you can produce a course with the team. And it's really bringing yeah. our knowledge and enthusiasm to the Open SAP community. So I think it's a really fantastic experience for everyone involved. So, Clemens, we've talked a little bit about the massive open online courses. Um, mm -hmm. What other learning formats do we offer on the platform today? Yeah, in addition to the massive open online courses, who are, uh, which are still the heart of OpenSAP and, and always will be, we added two complementary formats, or we are in the process of adding them. The one is already um, kind of established. It's the podcasts, um, what we are doing here, <laughs> and now adding <laughs> a new series with OpenSAP and Whites. And I'm really proud that I and honored um, that I invited to, to episode zero for that. And I really hope that people like it. Let's see. Um, yeah, so podcasts uh, as a more lightweight format, uh, much easier to produce. It's much faster. Um, it, it's very intimate. I don't know if it's the right word because it goes directly into your ears. Um, you can consume it much easier um, than, than the MOOCs um, that we have on the platform. And for, for me, it's it's a compliment. So usually I would say you should learn a subject in a course because you need time to go into a new subject. Yeah, But then if you are um, a bit experienced with it, and then um, you can go on with, with listening to podcasts, for example, to stay up to date and things like that. And exactly this is also the reason for another format that we offered end of last year. So this is very new um, and still much, much growing. Um, it's micro learning. Um, it's a simple idea behind. It's a short videos, um, videos as we have them in, in, in our courses, but, but, um, self-contained videos. So a short video on a, on a short topic. You, you want to, um, learn something quickly. You consume one video and you are hopefully happy. So these are the two formats, podcast and micro learning that we added to the platform and that we really hope that they bring value to our learners. Let's see over the last years. But if it gets um, successful, um, we would be proud to, to have um, widened our um, offering. Uh -huh. Excellent. And maybe you can remind us, how can we access podcasts and micro learnings on our website? Uh -huh. So this is really simple. Um, so I think the URL open.sap.com is known. And then you see exactly three buttons in the, in the upper menu. It's the courses. Here you go to the MOOCs. It's the micro learning. Then you go to micro learning and the podcast. So three buttons really on the top on each and every page on open SAP. Also the URLs behind are easy to consume. In fact, we have sap.com slash podcast. We have sap.com slash micro learning. So also here, um, via, via the usual, um, sap.com, um, uh, site, you, you, you can go there very easy. Try it out. So our listeners should check that out. Maybe after listening to this podcast episode, we'll be Definitely, including yeah. the links on our episode yeah. page as well. So, um, Clemens, I've heard that you really are a big fan of podcasts yourself. I can tell that in the response you <laughs> gave just now. So which are your personal favorite podcasts? Do you have any recommendations you'd like to share with us? <laughs> yeah, so my, the, the, the ones that I love most are in German, so it's more difficult to, to promote them here. Um, let me name at least one, and then I uh, come, come to two or three um, English ones. Um, so what I like, like most is, is a podcast from the Hasselblatt Institute. It's named Neuland, a German term. I would translate it with unknown territory, territory, um, something like that. Um, and they started one and a half year ago to explain, um, really 
in, in easy words and in nice interviews, um, all the technologies around digital transformation. You learn about artificial intelligence, about IoT, security, digital health, um, uh, big data, value of data, and all these things. And um, always consumable. It's half an hour. It's very, very good produced in a good quality, a great uh, person who is the interviewer, and then the professors from the Herzoglatner Institute and, and also key, other key persons show up and explain their topic. Um, this is something that I like a lot, and I know also in, in English there's existing a lot of these things, but as a German native, it's easier for me to consume this one. Um, English-wise, I would say I can can bring some links into the show notes. Um, it's maybe boring to go now through all of them. Um, there is I, I hear something about Python programming, for example, a real Python podcast is interesting. Then the SAP Community Coffee Corner uh, radio I always can recommend because this is not coming from SAP. It's coming from the SAP community, from people who are using SAP and so on. They are talking about their experiences. So this is also mm -hmm. interesting. And some more. Some and of course, I have to mention, sorry, sorry, to interrupt you. I have to mention, of course, the ones that we are offering at OpenSAP. Um, so I, I said already where you can find them. So here you can, can find podcast series on, for example, Inside SAPS for HANA or the experience revolution about all these experience management topics and SAP expert podcasts, partner podcasts, cloud platform podcasts. So a lot of things that are um, around the SAP topics. Also, of course, you should check this out. And also, of course, I'm listening into them and, and also like them a lot. Uh, one thing that always really interests me as well is where people listen to podcasts. Uh, for me personally, I hate doing the washing. So whenever I have to do any washing and folding, clothes, ironing, I like to listen mm -hmm. to a podcast. When I'm weeding the mm -hmm. garden, I like to listen to podcasts, maybe on a long, boring commute. I do the same. Where do you normally listen to your podcasts? Yeah, so mostly when I'm walking. Um, so I combine two things. Um, as a lot of us um, office workers, I'm, I'm sitting all day, uh, unfortunately. And so um, I, I really try to at least once per day for half an hour or 45 or sometimes 60 minutes to, to, to walk a little through a park or whatever. And um, here on the one side, it's nice to also listen to nature, but but I mostly um, I, I, I learn something in addition. So combining two things is great. Whenever I drive with the car, my commuting time is quite long to SAP. So half an hour, sometimes 45 minutes because of a lot of traffic. Um, I also make use of this, uh, the time by listening to, to podcasts. You know? And um, this, this is, is nice uh, and easy to combine. You cannot do this with videos and so on, but you can mm -hmm. easily do it with, with, a, with an audio format. Um, because the other senses are open <laughs> for other things. <laughs> Absolutely. And I hope, I speak for the Open SAP team here as well, I hope you'll be subscribing to this brand new series that we produce. Yeah, hopefully, and give us feedback. <laughs> <laughs> so, Clemens, thank you so very much for talking to us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better, and it's been particularly <laughs> interesting to hear your own personal insights. Um, I certainly feel that I've learned a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you very much. So we hope you enjoyed listening to our very first guest interview with Clemens Link. In future episodes, in addition to our guest interviews, we'll also be giving you the rundown on courses and highlighting some MOOCs, microlearnings and podcasts for you to look out for. We'll also be sharing learning reviews with you, further recommendations and links we've handpicked. With Open SAP Invites, we invite you to interact with us and keep in touch between your learning activities. 
Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe. Bye.